0: You are listening to Prophet Pearls with Nehemia Gordon and Keith Johnson, exploring biblical prophecy for yesterday,
1: today, and tomorrow. I can't believe it, Nehemia! I can't believe it, folks! Prophet Pearl partners, friends, listeners, those that have been friend, foe, everything in in between. We are now in a episode of Prophet Pearls that absolutely has my attention. Nehemia, we are in the land of Jerusalem. We are at the almost at the end of this process, and we're doing something that I think is a curveball. We've been in an Isaiah series, and all of a sudden, as we're talking about it, you keep talking about a Psalm. I keep talking about Second <laughs> Samuel. What is going on? Welcome, folks. Here we are.
0: Let's Welcome get right to into it. You know, we've had a bunch of sections in Samuel and the books of Samuel and in Kings where the parallel was in Chronicles, mm. and here all of a sudden, Two Samuel chapter twenty-two. The parallel is in the Book of Psalms. So we had an argument. It's, you said Psalm. This is Psalm eighteen. Okay. It is. It's Psalm eighteen. Well, almost <laughs> verbatim.
1: Virtually verbatim. <laughs> virtually verbatim. So basically, Second yeah. Samuel twenty-two verse one. And I, I will just tell you something. Um, I was doing a study not long ago about the issue of prayer. And uh, as I was doing the issue of prayer, something hit me as I was talking. I was looking at all these different words for prayer and all this stuff, blah, blah, blah. That's why I talked to you about when I said, um, in, where it says in Psalm, it says, uh, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. The mm-hmm. word is actually ask. And so as I was as I was okay. looking at all these things, I thought one of them is, wait a minute. Is there a time when someone doesn't use the word prayer, but they're still praying or speaking to Yehovah? Mm-hmm. And here's this verse. Yeah. It says, and David spoke the words of this song. To Yehovah on the day that Jehovah delivered him from the hand of his enemies and from the hand of Saul. And then I thought, wow, a song sometimes can be like a prayer. I mean, he's mm-hmm. speaking to him. We found that in Exodus 15. Yes. There's a song to Yehovah. So that's how this, that's how this whole th- thing opens. And can we challenge people to um, open up the psalm? Side by
0: side as we do this, and like that's exactly what I have here. I've, I've, I have two nice, <laughs> nice, nice. And so uh, the two Samuel <laughs> says, uh, and David spoke to Yehovah the words of this song. Yes, in the day that Jehovah saved him, delivered him from the hand of all his enemies, hand of Saul. But then in Psalm eighteen it says, for the conductor, for the servant of Yehovah, for David. Which he spoke to Yehovah the words of this song in mm. the day that Yehovah delivered him from the hands of all his enemies, and the hands of Saul. By the way, that's really interesting. Why does it say the hands of all his enemies and the hand of Saul? What's that about? Oh. So in Hebrew we have this concept called vav mm-hmm. hayichud. The vav, which literally means and, but there's a certain type of and in Hebrew which means and especially mm-hmm. and worthy of note. And the mm-hmm. famous example is it says that you know and and uh, um. How it? And, and um, Solomon loved many wives and the daughter of Pharaoh. <laughs> Wait a minute. Isn't she included in the many wives? Well, she's worthy of mention, especially the daughter of Pharaoh. Wow. Wow, yeah. wow, wow. Well, um, he's talking about
1: the hand of Saul. And I, I'll tell you something. Yeah. And I know we're going to get into this. I know we're going to get into this. Yeah. And we've got this song that's going on. But I have to say, um, you can't understand this. I don't think you can understand this yeah. unless you understand what it was that David was dealing with, and I, so I also want to challenge people okay. to read about yeah. that because it's a, it's it's you know
0: it's a long aspects long of the story, story. Uh, and it actually doesn't fit here. Mm-hmm. Meaning, uh, you know, you have uh, this event takes place in one Samuel where Jehovah mm-hmm. saves him from the hand of Saul and the hand of his enemies. Why all of a sudden does this psalm show up at the end of the book? And what it seems like ha- is happening is we have the history of. Actually, in, the, in what we call 1 Samuel and 2 Samuel in Hebrew, it's the book of Samuel. We talked about how possibly this, these are the prophecies of, um, of three prophets. Samuel, uh, God the seer, and Nathan uh, the prophet. Um, these two books in the beginning of Kings. But in any event... Um, it seems like at the end of 2 Samuel, you have, like, these appendices, mm-hmm. like, which aren't in chronological order of the rest of the book. Mm-hmm. And you have really three appendices. You have this in 22. In 23, you have the, you know, the 30 and the three. And you have all these different warriors and heroes of David. And then in chapter 24, you have the story about the counting of Jerusalem and how uh, the counting of the people and how Jerusalem ends up being chosen mm-hmm. uh, where Jehovah places his name forever. So this is the first of the three appendices and it's a very similar thing in the book of Judges. So the book of Judges gives the, this chronological history of, of Israel during the period of the judges until you get to chapter seventeen, and all of a sudden chronology's out the door. Mm-hmm. There are these two appendices of things that happened way before chapter sixteen. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so here we are in twenty two, something that happened over in one Samuel. Yeah, and I and I will
1: tell you, Nehemia, like we talk about traditions that we come from and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Um, when you start talking about you know, the Lord is my rock. And My Fortress?
0: I mean, those, there's many songs that people uh, would sing. But it says here... Can, um, before we get to the yep, content, can yep, we talk... Yep. I want to talk about this, you know, because look, I've been saying the whole time, this is Psalm 18. Yep. And, um, and and so this raises the question for me, what are these psalms? Are these mm. just prayers? Mm-hmm. Are these prophecy? And what and the verses that come to me, the, the, verse, the verse I want to bring, um, and maybe some of this will be homework, um, is this idea of the psalms as prophecy. Mm. And uh, I have a passage here from Chronicles and, and okay. So it's from one Chronicles chapter twenty-five, verse one. Mm-hmm. Let me read you what it says, let me read it from the, the JPS. It says, David and the officers of the army set apart the services for services, the sons of Asaph of Haman and of Yudutun, who prophesied to the accompaniment of liars or liars, however you pronounce that word, harps and cymbals, the list of men who performed this work according to their service was and there's a list. And this is significant because these are names that we know from the Psalms. Asaf mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Haman and Yudutun. And it says they're prophesying mm-hmm. that these Psalms are prophesied. And um, and so for example, Asaf, that name that's mentioned there in 2 Chronicles 25, 1, he wrote or he's or what's associated with him is uh and may it may have actually been a family, not an individual. Or Psalms 50, 73, 74, 75, 76, 77, 78, 79, 80, 81, 82, 83. You do tune is mentioned in Psalms 39, 62, 77. Haman is in Psalm 88. And then we have the sons of Korah, who are mentioned in other passages. They're in 42 and then 44 through 49, then 84, 85, 87, 88, not in 86. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have the different families of Levites who are, uh, who are prophesying and, and proclaiming these Psalms. And... Um, Here's another passage, which is really significant, um, and this is, hold on a second, um, one sec, I don't know why I didn't write down these first numbers. What I did is I cut and pasted the verse and didn't give the number. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's try. Back to the song. My God. No, my, no, 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 I'm, I'm just okay. kidding. Hold on a second. So want to cry and, and go look these up and read them in their context. Um, and this is the context of the entire Psalm. If we don't understand this, I don't think we can approach the Psalm. Mm-hmm. All right. So 1 Chronicles sixteen four. it says, He appointed Levites to minister before the Ark of Jehovah, this is David, to invoke, to praise, and to extol Jehovah, God of Israel. Mm-hmm. Asaph the chief, Zechariah second, etc. And it goes on. Um, and, uh, and it says in verse 7 On that day, then, David gave Nathan David as the head. Uh, Le Yehovah uh, to praise Yehovah at the hands of Asaph and his brothers, um, and then what follows is a quote from Psalm 105. And, and really, what I, I'm not going to read this whole section. I know you want me to, Keith, mm-hmm. but go and read this entire passage from the um, uh, this whole section here in 1 Chronicles 16. It's actually fascinating. And what we have here is a, diff- a bunch of these passages of the Levites being, and the other passage is 1 Chronicles 25 mm-hmm. verses 4 through 8. And basically what I'm getting from this is that these Levites, this was some sort of official temple service, and they would recite these psalms and prophecy. Mm-hmm. And I think that's really significant because it, when I look at Psalm 18 and 2 Chronicles 22, I see differences. Mm-hmm. And the way I understand these differences is... Is these were, this was a living psalm? It was sung in the synagogue, mm-hmm. and maybe this is the way David wrote it originally. But then, as it was sung year after year, generation after generation, maybe there were certain you know this guy when he sang it, he he came under the spirit of Jehovah and, mm. and he he uh, he was prophesying, and it came out a little bit differently, and they chose a different word there. Mm. Um, and and I think that's real significant because we make we can make a whole big deal, and I will, of the differences of the words of this word and that word, um, and but part of this has to do with the psalms being. Uh, sung in the synagogue. We you call it like a living a living epistle. Like I, I don't know. It's like it's it's, it's a living it's, prayer. A
1: living prayer. That's, that's the issue yep. for me. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Okay, go on. Now to the song. Yeah. Because uh the second part of the song is, the Lord yeah. is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. Ah uh, tui God my rock in whom in him I take I guess you'd say refuge. Refuge. I take refuge in him and uh he is my shield and the and and, and not, you know the horn of my salvation in English the horn of my salvation, uh, mice in Hebrew e yeah. But did, so you think of horn of
0: salvation? What's the picture you get? Hmm, that's an interesting question. Horn yeah. is a pretty unusual word here. Yeah. it's not unusual, but it's a little bit strange. Um, and I guess horn comes from an animal. Yep. Meaning, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. I'm in trouble and here comes this, um, you know, this animal with the big horns and yep. he's going to defend me. Mm-hmm. And he
1: is also a stronghold and he is my refuge. Man, I'm telling you, Nehemia, mm-hmm. I, I, I got to be honest, folks. Uh, now, those that have gone through this course that we've talked about, you could probably go through these words in Second Samuel 22, 3. These words are just so cool to me because they're like boom, 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 de boom. In English, mm-hmm. my rock, I take refuge, my shield the horn, my stronghold, my refuge, and you could, my savior, (laughs) he's my savior, you save, and then he goes on to say what he says, you save me from the group Hamas, it says right there Nehemiah, it says you save me from Hamas, from Mm -hmm. violence, And, and, and you know, if a person was to go through word by word by word and find out where those words, I won't even have Nehemiah tap, tap, I want you to tap, tap. Go through, look at these words and say where they're used and how they're used. And I'll tell you what, you'll have a good old-fashioned uh Bible study revival if you go through all these words. It really is it really is pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. hmm Okay. Verse four.
1: Yep, verse four. I call upon jehovah who is worthy. Another song to be praised. And I am saved from my
0: enemies. And what's the word for saved there? Ah, uh, uh, iva iva Shea, Shea. from the root, Shea. same from the root yashayan mm-hmm. that we've mm-hmm. seen many times before Yoshua, mm-hmm. Yeshua Yeshua mm-hmm. Yeshua Moshia are all from the same root but here the Yud becomes a vav which mm-hmm. is very interesting okay, <laughs> and, that's, and nice. that's not unusual but yeah. you know yeah. here's a place where you can see it okay.
1: Hiva now, now you're, what you're supposed to do is say this. You're supposed to say, okay, the, the, that inflected is only used two times, one in Psalm 18.4. As you said, one time, and second time in second twenty in 22.4. That's the only time that form is used. That's pretty amazing. Um, I,
0: I, the I exact
1: form with the exact vowels. Oh,
0: okay, that exact form. Yeah, yeah, that but exact definitely, the to mm-hmm. be saved, which is the nifal. Yep. Remember the seven conjugations. Mm-hmm. Nifal is the second one. The passive um, appears, I will tell you how many times, mm-hmm. uh, for the verb Yeshah, it appears 21 times. Absolutely. Yeah. So, uh,
1: and he says, I call upon Yehovah, who is worthy to be praised, and I am saved from my enemies. That's what we just said. Now, this is the image that I want to ask about, yeah. just real quick in five, Because, um, and it's actually two, it, there's two verses here. But you know, when I read 2 Samuel 22.5, for the waves of death encompass me, and the torrents of destruction... I started thinking about water and I started thinking about what what um, what Jonah was talking about when he talks about being entangled in all of this. and I know there's no I'm not saying that you know Jonah looked at David and David looked at Jonah, but the image of being sort of in this situation where you're where you're you're encompassed with destruction or death or you know the images that come up, David decides to use this this as and at least in English anyway, he uses the word um, the wave, the waves of death encompassed me. The torrents of destruction overwhelmed me. And so I, I'm not sure. Like if I say, if we read the story, mm-hmm. you know, we can't say, well, you know, he was in, uh, you know, he's in the water. And that's that's why he used the word waves of death or the torrents of destruction. Or it was a metaphor. Or it was a metaphor. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. And the, the next verse is where it gets interesting. The cords of Sheol surrounded me. Where
0: is this place? Sheol. Sheol. Shaol is the spiritual realm of the dead. When you die, everybody goes to Shaol, according to Ecclesiastes nine verses one through ten. Go read it; that's homework. Okay. (laughs) And the snares of death, and of course, sometimes they translate Mm -hmm. Shaol as hell. Sometimes they translate it as the grave, Mm -hmm. but Shaol in the Hebrew thought is this place where your soul goes when you die.
1: It's it's interesting though, because I wonder, like, when you look at different versions, like I could say, okay, let's say if I go to NIV real quick, I go to the NIV twenty two five, the ways of death, the cords of the grave. Mm -hmm. That's what they use. You know, if I go to the King James Version, it says twenty two six, the ah, the sorrows of hell compassed me. So NASB, the ways of death. If David went to hell. Yep, yeah, that's what it Is says. That what that's say. what it's saying. The sorrows of hell compassed me. Mm-hmm. About the snares of death prevented me. Mm-hmm. So again, you look at different versions and, and I and I like one of the things I really love to do, and I love I love this program that we have, you know, it's um it's just great because, one, you can you can obviously look at versions. There's many programs like that. But what I especially like is just being able to look at the Hebrew, or whether it's the Hebrew or the Greek in the, in the New Testament, and then connecting, 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 mm-hmm. and taking a look at the same time with um, these different versions. Because the versions end up being, for me, um, what I call road signs mm-hmm. that let me know what the issues might be. So that's just one of them.
0: I'm going to ask you to slow down now and, and let me talk about something here in these three verses, which yep. you would never in a million years see in the English. Awesome. You could translate these two verses, and you would never know that there was any difference between them in mm-hmm. English. And I'm, these three verses—verses verses four, five, and six—in mm-hmm. both Psalm eighteen and two Samuel twenty-two. Got gotcha. you. They are identical in their English translation, mm-hmm. but in Hebrew there are differences. Mm-hmm. And let me—and the—and you might even say they're extremely trivial differences. But recognizing those differences it will be important. Let me explain yep. why. So, for example, let me go to the biggest difference. Mm-hmm. So we have this phrase, sh- sheol sa- uh, sabuni. Is that what you have mm-hmm. in verse 6? Mm-hmm. What do you got in verse 6? Mm-hmm. And how did they translate that? The cords of Sheol. The cords of Sheol, of Sheol. are the sorrows of hell. Or the sorrows of hell. Or the cords of the grave. Let's translate it literally. The ropes of Sheol surrounded me. Mm-hmm. Now, the word for surrounded me in 2 Samuel 22 is Sabuni. Mm-hmm. The word for surrounded me in Psalm 18 in Hebrew is Sivavuni. Mm -hmm. Now, Sivavuni and Sabuni, those are the same exact thing. Mm -hmm. There's a slightly different grammatical form, you could argue, but not basically. There's no way you could translate these two words differently. They have the same translation. Mm -hmm. Let's take the next word after Sabuni or Sivavuni. Kidmuni. Mm -hmm. Kidmuni in Psalm 18 is spelled... Kuf Dalid Mem Nun Yud. Mm-hmm. In Psalm eighteen, it's spelled Kuf dalad Mem Vav Nun Yud. Mm-hmm. It's spelled differently mm-hmm. in Hebrew. Mm-hmm. Now, why is that important? Um, it doesn't actually change the meaning. And and, and this is, th- let's go to verse four. We have Ume mm-hmm. Oivai and for my enemies, I will be saved. Yes. In Psalm eighteen, it says mm-hmm. Umin Oivai mm-hmm. Same translation different word, different form of the word. Mm -hmm. And why is this important? To me, I look at these two passages and I compare them word for word, letter for letter, jot for jot, jot tittle for tittle, tittle, and I see these minor differences. Sometimes I see big differences, which we can talk about. But here I see the minor differences. And this is really important for me. And why is it important for me? And and in English, you'll completely, like, what are you talking about? But for my heritage, what I was taught by the rabbis is that Scripture speaks in a divine code. And every letter has a hidden meaning, and there'll be entire doctrines literally based on, in this verse he spelled the word with a vav, and in the other verse, he spelled, he spelled it without a vav, and, and what do we learn from the extra vav? And let me quote from Rashbam, who was a, a great rabbinical commentator. He, he lived in the um, Middle Ages in France. He said, the basis of laws and interpretations he says this actually in the opening section of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 1. He says, The basis of laws and interpretation is derived from extraneous things in scriptures and variations in language. Now, I don't even know how to explain this in English, mm-hmm. but let me give you an example. We spell the word color in America, C-L-O-U-R. Or, no, wait, I'm bad. No, no, I'm sorry. i I'm so tired. (laughs) C-O-L-O. This is episode 53. We've been going for two weeks. C-O-L-O-R. Right. In England, they spell it Mm C-O-L-O-U-R. And so what the rabbis do is they come along, and they don't do this because that's English, but imagine this is the type of thing they do in Hebrew, is they say, oh, that you, that teaches us something. And they will derive an entire law out of that extra U. Mm -hmm. They'll say the U is extraneous, and here's what it comes to teach us. And literally that, as he says, the basis of laws and interpretations of the rabbis is derived from extraneous things in Scripture and variations of language. Now... Again, what they call extraneous actually is an extraneous. If you're English, you've got to spell it with the U. If you're American, you've got to spell it without the U. Mm-hmm. The point is in Scripture, it could be spelled both ways mm-hmm. because there was no standardized spelling. And that's – if you look at every jot and tittle in verses 4 through 6 and compare it to between Psalm 18 and, and 2 Samuel 22, mm-hmm. you'll find lots of little differences. And there's no difference in meaning whatsoever. Wow. And when Scripture uses is a, a spelling of a word, it, the, the rabbis say it's to give us this new hidden meaning – um, and the example I love to give is the word Sukkot, uh-huh. tabernacles. Uh-huh. There are four legitimate ways in Hebrew to spell the word Sukkot uh-huh. with no vav, with one vav, with two vavs, with a vav in a second position, a first position, four legitimate ways. And the rabbis say, based on the spelling, we read meaning into or derive meaning out of those different spellings and those different ideas. Um, and that's the bread and butter of rabbinical uh, doctrine, meaning that is the central concept in rabbinical oral law is that we need the rabbis to tell us what these hidden meanings are. So and I you know, say there are no hidden meanings. When they were reading this in, in the, um, in when they were reciting this, when they were praying this in prophecy, in the temple, it made no difference if they said vai, vai, Means the same thing, and from my enemies. Okay, so you're saying, and, and, and you're saying, that there's no hidden meanings in terms of these words because the words mean the same thing. Exactly. Yeah. And whether they were singing in the in the in the um, not in the synagogue in the temple, the Levites Sibonai. were singing sabuni or sivavuni. Mm-hmm. Yes, it sounded different. That actually sounds significantly different. It means the same thing, and there was no hidden meaning. There's no agenda. That's just not how Scripture works. Um, by the way, the other thing that this this proves is the Bible codes, because the Bible codes is based on the exact, precise, will you precise continue? Will you spelling. continue to take the? Will you continue to take away these things? So now I'm you're not, telling me that I'm not taking them away. What I'm doing is I'm trying to look at them objectively and and and, and scientifically. And when I look at them objectively, what I find is there are variations in Scripture. That um, that that you can't build something on counting this many letters and this many. It just doesn't work because because there's these huge differences. Let me look at verse seven. We have um, we have uh In my trouble, in my in my sorrow, I will cry to Yehovah and to my God. I will I will I will call out to Yehovah. I will call. And it says in in Psalm eighteen, butzar ekra Yehovah Elohai And to, uh, in my trouble, I call out to Jehovah, and to my God, I shout out. It's a different word for one is call out, one is shout. It's a completely different word. Now, if we say, oh, wait a minute, we have to count these letters and look at this exact spelling. I mean, when they were in the temple and they were singing this, they weren't thinking about that. They were thinking, I've heard this song a thousand times. and I'm going to prophesy. Now, just work with me on this. So you're telling
1: me that. So if there was a situation where there was a verse where you noticed um, Mm -hmm. every third letter, there was something that spelled a name about that, that. That's just coincidence.
0: No, it's not coincidence. Every 3 words in Hebrew is a word. Every 3 letters in Hebrew is a word because if you take out the the <laughs> if you take out the vowels, every literally every 3 letters is a word. And I once as an experiment went to there's a, a thing online where you can do this and you can type in anything you want to find and it'll find, it'll do what's called equal equal distant Just letter. letter um, what do they call that? Uh, I forget what it's called. Um, basically, it skips the number of letters and it finds secret codes written in Scripture. And I said, let's see if it says in Scripture that Satan is God. And it actually says that if you believe in the Bible codes. And maybe those Bible codes from, come from Satan. I'm not, you know, I, okay. All right, Nehemiah, well.
1: Will you also will you also take away uh, uh, other things like you know I
0: mean like I'm uh, not taking away anything I'm saying you want to believe in it first you know let's see if it's true how do we know if it's true well we find that that there are these you know differences between scripture between the different passages in scripture and um, that don't actually change the meaning mm-hmm. and if you say if if you insist that every letter has some hidden meaning. Then you end up with gibberish, and you know, in Psalm eighteen or in two Samuel twenty two. You're a party pooper, is what you are. But what you're really trying to do? I is... I want to know you, truth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I want yeah. truth. Yeah, yeah. I want. I want to believe. I'm like Mulder in the X Files. I want to believe, but I don't want to believe a lie. Uh. It's tempting to believe it. There are these beautiful, you know, hit, you know, cabalistic meanings that I've been taught by my rabbis, by that people tell me all the time. But when I look, I say, well, Wait a minute! If you take the same thing and you read it this way. You're not going to come to that conclusion, so why are you saying that here? It's got to—it's got to be objective. It's got to be, um, from my perspective, it's got to be consistent. And if it's not consistent, if it's completely arbitrary, I can read into any anything I want, then that can't be the truth. That's my taking it. Look, work it out for yourself in prayer and study, There's fear and trembling before the Yehovah. That's my. That's how I look at it. Okay. I'm done. I got nothing else to say. Okay. Uh, no, I, I, now here's one thing I really do. I really would love for people to
1: do. I think this could be really, really a really cool um, deal. And I don't know, Nehemiah, This is a great um, manuscript you have. Obviously, it's all in Hebrew. But people could actually do this. They could take Psalm 18, mm-hmm. and they could take Second Samuel 22. Yeah. And they could line them up. Yeah. And what a cool exactly exercise. Like I did Yeah, that would be a really, really cool exercise because. You know, they could go through and say, "I wonder what this word is and why the difference is." It. But the mm-hmm. point is you, and you might not see a difference same. in the translation. The exactly, translation might be identical. It might be identical, but that doesn't necessarily. But in Hebrew, it could be different. It could definitely be. Hebrew. Yeah. Uh, well, folks, if you've been going through the process, maybe you're learning some of these words and you can mm-hmm. see the differences. That would be awesome. Um, now, what are we going to do, Nehemia? Because I, I, I'm I'm a little bit. I, I, can I be completely and utterly honest? No, I, lie to us. No, I'm not. I'm going <laughs> to tell you the absolutely truth. It's like, I there's like, I get these phrases, like, for example, in v- verse 22, 11, he says, he rode upon a cherub and did fly. Hmm. And he was seen upon the wings of the wind. And like, I like <laughs> I want to think about that. What, what does that look like? You know? hmm. <laughs> I mean, that's an example. You know, maybe I'm just tired. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, you know, and then the other one is in 22:14, and And I love this phrase. It says, and Yehovah thundered from heaven. And the Most High uttered His voice. You can't tell me that sometimes thunder ain't His voice. You just can't tell me. I'm not going to let you take it away. You going to try to take that away? I mean, what are you saying? That literally His voice is thunder? No, I'm saying that as there a time that the thunder comes, and I'm not talking about a
0: storm. I'm talking about when He reveals Himself. Sometimes oh, does He? Okay. Can He thunder? Him? Can He? Can He? Can He? Can He reveal? Is that him? the point of the verse, or is the point when I hear this thunder? Oh, jeez, strikes okay. in my heart. Oh. The you know, I, I think of something greater than myself, and I think about God. I mean, I think that's maybe the. Points, but anyway, yeah. What verse was that? <laughs> <in> that <one? laughs> <It> was 14. <laughs> oh, no, so 14 is actually really important. Yeah, because it's talking about the plague of hail mm-hmm. in Egypt. Uh huh. Is that what you see there? That's what I see, yeah. Okay, tell us about that. I mean, read it, read it. It's very clear. Well, oh, why do I say that? Because in Psalm 18 it says, <laughs> He will uh, thunder, uh, Yehovah will thunder in the heavens, and uh, the Most High will give his voice. Barad v'gachalei esh. Uh, hail and, um, um, you know, well, that's a perfect coals example. of fire. 14 so is not you, the, right, right, so if you don't read the Psalm 18, you don't know what it's talking about, but he's telling you, we're talking about the plague of hail. Isn't that something? Yeah, in Egypt. <laughs> yeah.
1: Will you continue to take away all my little the, bells and whistles? <laughs> I, I, love I want the truth. Can, do, I, no, you I truth? can't handle the truth. Do you want the truth? I can't handle the truth. Okay, yeah. folks, we're getting. I'm getting a little slap happy, so I want to. I want to. I want to ask the question here. So, what can we give? Okay, what are that's some things we can focus. That's on? That's the one okay. thing that I do like is the idea of people doing this. That's a big project. Would you agree? I mean, laying out, laying
0: out to Psalm
1: 18. Yeah. And, and oh,
0: and, and just here's some homework for. The, maybe this is more advanced homework, but go look. This is. Oh my gosh, this is really cool. Verse mm-hmm. eight in the two passages, Psalm 18 and 2 Samuel 22. Mm-hmm. We've got this thing of Cree and kativ. Yes. Oh wow. So there's this thing where the scribes would write something in the margin and say, you're reading the word wrong. Here's how you should read it. Mm-hmm. So in Psalm uh, 18, they read the word vatigash. And how does it translate that in verse 8? Mm-hmm. Eight? 18. I'm sorry. Eight? Psalm, eight, uh, Psalm 18, eight, or It's actually the same translation. What do you got in? Uh, the year tremble. trembled. Yes. That's how you got. Tremble. Okay. Yep. I'll accept that. Mm-hmm. Um, vatigash is the word. And then the same word appears. It, that's what appears in Psalm 18. And then the same thing appears in two Samuel twenty two, the exact same letters, but in the margin it says, "Don't read it vatigash; read it vaitgash." Vaitgash. You know, it's funny. It. And, and he trembled. That, yeah, he, and trembled. he trembled. Wow. And you ask yourself, "Wait a minute, why would a scribe come and correct it?" It's, that's what it says in verse in Psalm eighteen, and, and, and this actually is really, really interesting. It's the same meaning. It's a slightly different conjugation and gender. Um, and what appears to be happening here is that the ancient scribes, we talked about this, how there were three copies in the temple, the Sifre Hazara, the uh, Temple Courtyard Manuscripts, mm-hmm. and they compare two of them. They compare all three, and they'd go based on the majority reading, and that's how they would copy scripture. And apparently what happened is somebody had in his head, as he was writing out, as he was writing out to Samuel 22, he yes, was... God. He, no, he remembered what it said in Psalm 18. Oh. And he accidentally wrote the Psalm 18 version. And the, and the proofreader came along and said, that's all nice and good what it says in Psalm 18. But that ain't what it but says But in here. 2 Samuel 22, here's how it's actually read. And isn't
1: that amazing? The honor Isn't that amazing? That oh. level of, of precision of, of, wow. Giving the honor to what the scripture, based on their understanding of what the scripture um, is saying. And, and every and to the every little, and I keep thinking every about the a friend it. says, it is as if an angel wrote it. Every yeah. little dot and every little dash and every little, man, oh, man. And you know what's really interesting? If you don't know and, and you and you don't have the, well, I call them the road signs. Just, you know, I call them the road signs. When I see mm. those road signs, they help me understand. But, you know, when you're reading that scroll, they open the scroll and you, and you don't have the dots and you don't have the dashes. And, mm. you know, and they, they have to know it. And these people knew it
0: inside out, backward and forward. Wow. And, they knew the equal distant letters. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> they were counting them in their heads. Yeah, they were. Okay, I got so much to say on all kinds of things. My next comment, and, and I'm skipping ahead because there, there really is a no, lot no, here. Too it's too really too rich. Much. Do you got something before verse 29? I'm at 20. And we can talk about something before. <laughs> <us. sighs> nope, you can go ahead. So, verse 29 is really interesting. Read me what you got in verse 29.
1: Okay, in 29 it says, Survey says, For you are my
0: lamp, Yehovah. And the Lord illumines my darkness. Hmm. So in Psalm 18, it says, instead of you are my lamp, Yehovah, it says, for you light up my lamp. You know, you're, yeah. <laughs> isn't that interesting? So is Yehovah the lamp or does he cause the lamp to light up? And maybe this isn't the type of thing we should be obsessing over. <laughs> Meaning, no, both of those are legitimate metaphors. All I got to say is you wait
1: till now to do this. I mean, this yeah. is this is impressive. I mean, you're like thing by th- you know you didn't do this with Chronicles. I mean, it's, it's like this is really amazing. Like like looking at the exact words and having the words come up and seeing the differences and like I mean mm-hmm. I, I just think this is am- like I'm going to do this. I mean, I think this is really cool. I really do. Okay. <laughs> For you are my lamp, or you light up my lamp. For by you. I can run upon a oh yeah, what? A, what's a troop? Yeah, Could we go to
0: verse thirty-two? Yeah, absolutely. What you got verse twenty-two. So it
1: says here, for who is God besides Yahweh? Okay, and who is and rock what's the word for
0: God? It says and who here, is the, who is the rock besides our Elohim? Elohim besides our God? I love for that. Who is El? <clears throat> and then in Psalm besides eighteen, Yehovah? it has Eloah, mm-hmm. and Eloah is the singular of Elohim. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool. It's saying there's no, and obviously. I mean, obviously. Mm -hmm. Do you agree that this is a rhetorical question? Of course. In other words, there is no God beside Jehovah. Mm -hmm. There is no rock besides our God. Mm -hmm. And he can be both called El and Eloah, the singular of Elohim. Mm -hmm. And one actually means mighty one. The other one means God. Um, And that's pretty cool. No problem calling him both. Um, Verse 33 is kind of interesting. What do you got in verse 33? It depends. Blameless in his way or blameless in my way. Which one are you going to pick? blameless. What do you know? <laughs> that verse 33. No, and he sets the blameless oh, oh, in oh, his oh, way. Oh. Yes.
1: No. 33 yeah. um, no.
0: 33 the beginning of verse 33.
1: Yep. Yeah, God is my strong fortress. Yeah. And God he sets the blameless, yeah,
0: my strong fortress. Mm-hmm. And in Psalm uh, 1833, it's the God who girded me mm-hmm. with might. Yes. Um and that's really interesting in the Hebrew. Go look. And this is homework. Go see why one of them has girded me with might and why one has fortress. Mm-hmm. And it's based on a word that's very similar in appearance and sound. Mm-hmm. And I could see there's one group of Levites one day sings it one way. Another group sings it the other day. Isn't that other funny? Way. <laughs> and funny. they're both legitimate metaphors or symbols. And I will say the NIV says it is God who arms me
1: with strength. It is the NASV says God is my strong fortress. KJV says God is my strength and power. In 2
0: Psalms 22? No, in Psalm, 2 Samuel 22. 2, Samuel 22. Right, or, sorry, yeah, two yeah, Psalms 22. Sorry, 2 Psalms. So what you're telling me is some of them are translating not <laughs> based on what it says in 2 Samuel 22, but based on what it says in Psalm exactly, 18. Exactly, exactly. Wow, that's that pretty is, cool. Is, that is pretty so cool. here we have differences in the Hebrew text. And they're saying, I don't care what it says in 2 Samuel 22. I want to go I translate like what it says in Psalm <laughs> 18. I like that verse better. And this better. is the argument. This is the <laughs> argument we That's have. Awesome. I said, hey, no.
1: So when we get to 2 Samuel yeah. 22 and you said, when That's we get hilarious. to Psalm 18, I said, Nahemiah, Nahemiah, there is no Psalm 18. Yes, there is a Psalm 18. I understand yeah. why. You right. Gotta, right. Well, I mean, I can't read the one without <laughs> the right. in That's my impressive. mind,
0: you know. Yeah.
1: Um, uh-huh. So verse 36. What verse 36 says, yeah. you all have also given me the shield of your salvation. And your help makes me great. Your help, your help makes me great. Yeah, what else what you got? What, what else you got? Yeah, on, you stoop do me down chance. and make me great. Is what it says in the NIV. Huh? Yeah. And thou hast given me the shield of thy salvation, and thy gentleness hath made me great.
0: Hmm. You don't like any of them. That's not what it says in Hebrew. It says, mm-hmm. You have made me great by answering my prayers. Mm-hmm. Your answering has made me great. Has multiplied me. Amen. And then in Psalm eighteen it says, "You have made me great." By your humility. Mm-hmm. So, what are they doing? What on earth? No, so what are they doing, Nehemiah, That Well, I mean, it's clear in Hebrew, one yeah. is anotcha and one is anvatcha. Mm-hmm. But what does it mean, you have made me great by your humility? Mm-hmm. Or with your humility? Because God of humility? You know, I'm going to tell you something. When it says here in King or James... Or maybe it's the humility that God and, has given me. And the, the, the King
1: James says, is that you stoop down. How does it say that in 36? What was that, 36?
0: 36.
1: Yeah, 36.
0: And thy gentleness hath made me great. Like... Wow, so there they're trying to explain God this on? humility, but I think maybe it's that God gives us humility. Oh. and the other the other verse, and, and now here there's a difference of one letter in Hebrew, and you could read it both ways. Mm-hmm. And apparently, in the temple when the Levites were were praying this prayer and prophecy, they they prayed it both ways, mm-hmm. which is so cool. Wow. Verse thirty seven. Mm-hmm.
1: Can you read me that? Oh boy, thirty seven. You enlarge my steps. I got three different.
0: You enlarge my steps under me, and my feet have not slipped. Okay, so I love this because this is the metaphor of the path, the narrow mm-hmm. path, yeah. that we've talked about. Uh-huh. And here it's not a difference of Psalm eighteen and, and yep. two; it's the same thing in both passages. Um, but I just, I absolutely love that metaphor. You know, we've 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 gone out into the countryside in Israel, and you see these paths along in the mountains. And if you, you know, if the path is too narrow, you could just fall into the abyss. Uh-huh. It's this narrow path, and so here he's saying, "You have widened my step." Under me in, in my place, mm. and my and my ankles haven't literally my ankles haven't haven't stumbled. I love that. I love yeah, that. Image. I gotta say something. We were in uh, we were out in
1: the in the desert, uh, actually yeah. over at, um, Qumran, and uh, and and finally I found one of those paths. And you see them all the way everywhere. But I finally found yeah. one of those paths where I took my camera and actually walked and and like people would say they'd watch it and they'd get scared. But that was literally the idea. That okay. if I just veered just a little to the left. It's over.
0: <laughs> the mm. path has got to be wide. I mean, it's, because they are so narrow. I think in America, we've discussed this, they wouldn't allow people to go on these trails mm. because, like, insurance would be, like, it's too dangerous. In mm. Israel, it's like, hey, you're on your own. <laughs> <laughs> well, go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Many signs that
1: say do not enter. Okay. Um, that's, and that's where I go. Yeah, that's where you go. <laughs> um, you've girded me with strength. I don't know if you, can I can I go here? Yeah. You've girded of me course. with strength uh, oh, for 15. battle. Okay, verse 40. 40. Verse 40. Yeah. You've girded me with strength for uh, for battle. You've subdued under me those who rose up against me, and you have also made my enemies turn uh, and then adds the word here to turn their backs to me and I destroyed Destroyer the back of the neck. Yeah. Hold and I destroyed on. those uh, who hated me. And uh, David is, David, you know, when I when I'm reading this, um, in the actual story of David and Saul, you see this humility of David at times, where he's like, "Look, I'm not going to touch the king's anointed. I'm not interested in you know doing whatever." And and then you get him speaking here, and again, you have to read this read the story. But he, he 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 then he has he has different situations. He says, especially Saul, but there were others who hated him. There were others in the in the process of the battle with Saul that he was dealing with. Even those that he tried to join himself to that basically turned and said, "No, you can't join yourself to me." So he goes back and forth with all these things, and then it says... <laughs> 42. I love it. <laughs> you want me to read 42? Yeah.
0: They looked, but there was none to save. They looked. Oh, I see what they're doing. All right.
1: Okay, what? You don't like that.
0: I'll accept it. <laughs> so in, in the Psalms, it says, and they cried out, and there was none to save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but, you can, but I see how you can translate. They looked. Okay. I, okay. Accept, I accept that. Even I'm not to sure Ye- it's right, but I accept even
1: it. Even to Jehovah, but he did not answer them.
0: Yeah. Hmm. Why didn't Jehovah answer them? Oh, my goodness. These were the enemies of David. These are the enemies of David. Yeah. Wow.
1: Well, there's a word that um, that I see again. And then one of, them, one of them calls them strangers. The other one calls them... which What, what person People. Um, verse 45. Verse 45. Okay. Yep. okay. And it's foreigners. B'nei hmm Foreigners pretend obedience to me. As soon as they hear, they obey me. Mm-hmm. Say it is again foreigners lose heart and come trembling out of their fortresses and I love this hi Yehovah there it is again the Lord lives and blessed be my rock
0: and exalted be the God be God the rock of my salvation wow <laughs> mm-hmm. the god of the rock of my salvation wow
1: I'm actually going to go to the last verse
0: what I'm just kidding
1: <laughs> What about 49? No, about 49? No, 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 because I, I, I was actually waiting for something. You go oh, ahead with it. Uh, go no, read me 49. Okay,
0: 49?
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's funny. You say, read me 49. Come on, yeah. read it for me. I, I, love hear, I love to hear your voice. Why don't you just say it nice? I, I want to hear your silly translation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For <laughs> so I can correct it. also brings me out from my enemies. You even lift me above those who rise up against me. You rescue me from the violent man. From the man
0: of Hamas. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay, there we have that again. Now, verse 51 is very famous in the Jewish... I'm actually going to correct 49. No, that's fine. Okay. You just had to explain about the Hamas there. Um, yeah, so verse 51 is really interesting. Now, you mentioned about how you were at my mother's house on Shabbat, mm-hmm. and they were reciting the Birkat Hamazon or the yeah. Grace After Meal. Mm-hmm. Now, when they one of the passages from Grace After Meal, in, in the, the Birkat Hamazon, this after meal um, blessing prayer is verse 51. Mm. And they read it. Magdil yeshuot malko, chesed limshicho, le'david ulezaro adolam. He magnifies yeshuot. Uh, that's the plural of yeshua. Mm-hmm. He magnifies the salvations, or salvation of his king. And he does chesed, he does righteousness to his Messiah, mm-hmm. to his anointed one, to David, and to his seed forever. And this is the very interesting thing. I don't know if you'll appreciate this, Keith. Mm-hmm. Um, but... Uh, (laughs) So on holidays, they read the same exact verse, but instead of reading it from Psalm 18, Magdil Yishuot Malko, they read it from 2 Samuel 22, Migdol Yishuot Malko, which doesn't change the meaning, Mm -hmm. but they're very um, uh, careful that this is how you read it on a normal day, and this is how you read it on the holiday. Isn't that interesting? Mm. It's as if there's a slight difference, and it's actually only really a difference of vowels. Um, there's this different, different reading, and uh, one time is for a for regular Shabbat, and the other is for a Shabbat mm. that falls out on a holiday. Isn't, mm. that, isn't mm. that interesting? Mm. 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 Well, that's what we have. is That's 51 verses. Yeah, He's a tower of deliverance. And man, skin. there's so many things that we could talk about, but really I want to encourage people to go and pray this prayer and meditate, man, like like meditate, like like meditate upon this like prayer. That. And do it in... Psalm 18 and into 2 Samuel 22 mm-hmm. and pray and ask Yehovah, say Yehovah Can I end in yes, prayer? Yes, please. Yehovah our wonderful king, our redeemer our savior creator of the universe you are worthy of praise Yehovah save us from all of our enemies save us from the man of Hamas Save us from those who want to desecrate your name and praise the name of another God. Jehovah. save us from those who, who call on your name, but don't do it with the, with the right heart. Those who, who use your name and use your Torah to, to pervert justice and to, and to advance their own agendas, Jehovah. Your agenda is the only one that is important. Jehovah, give us humility. Magnify us with your humility. And with your answer to our prayers, Jehovah. Jehovah, that's such a beautiful, a beautiful, beautiful psalm that David prayed in the day that you saved him. Jehovah, let us cry out to you and look to you and let there be a Savior. Yehovah, answer us. Yehovah, I'm so grateful that you've given us this opportunity to come together and to speak about your word and to delve into the words of your prophets to explore you and our faith in you and our and our and our love for you and to read these words of love that you've given to your people and all those who call upon your name Jehovah I ask for peace for your city Jerusalem and for your people Israel and Jehovah as you said in the Psalms that you are close to all who call you in truth Jehovah please let all those who are calling you wherever they are in the world please be close to them and let them know that you're there with them that you're that you're that you're standing with them that you're that your arm is upon their shoulder, that they can, can, let them feel you, Yehovah, and feel your presence and know you're there. I ask this in your holy, wonderful, beautiful, glorious name, Yehovah. Amen. Amen. Thank you for listening to Prophet Pearls with Nehemia Gordon. For more information, please visit NehemiahsWall.com.